0: Welcome back to Bad in Bed, the Queer Sex Education Podcast. Today Bobby and I are so excited to bring our producer Vivian McCall onto the pod to talk about dating apps. Love, love, love is a burning machine. Pronouns, location, dating situation relationship structure preference sexuality give us the juicy stuff
1: okay sure so um vivian mccall she her trans woman living in chicago uh poly mostly been poly Mm -hmm. for years currently kind of solo poly that's fairly recently (laughs) And uh, juicy stuff. I'm pretty kinky. Fun to date. That would be that would be my take.
0: You're fun to work with, so I would imagine that you are also fun to romance.
1: Totally. Wow. That's very sweet.
0: Wait, so tell us, are you on dating apps now that you are recently single slash solo poly? Yes, I am.
1: As I've been in poly relationships, I've consistently been on dating apps. Not necessarily because I was actively trying to hook up with people, but more it's the roulette of self-satisfaction. Um, I think it's kind of fun. I think everybody does that to an extent.
0: I hear that. Even yeah. just seeing like the accumulation of people who have right swiped on you, even if you never even say hi to them, it does feel good. Yeah.
2: Getting a woof or a tap on Scruff or Grinder and stuff is like very validating. Even if they message you and you don't want to message them back, it feels good to, like, they made the effort to message you, you know? Yeah.
1: That, I will say, is mostly my interactions with men on dating apps. Mostly, I do not want to talk to them. Right. It's kind of like a gotta catch them all sort of thing.
2: <laughs> Muscle game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's
1: like, okay, yeah. there's a daddy. Um... I be the very best
0: like no one ever was.
1: I always mm. feel like I do pretty well on dating apps because I have no problem sending the first message. Do you, do you guys struggle with that? Are you like a first message kind of person or a wait for it kind of person?
0: Transparently, when I'm on a dating app, it's usually because I'm lonely and honestly just looking for an internet pen pal. Like I want to message with somebody, maybe go into the area of flirtation, but I'm not usually ever interested in meeting up with someone IRL. I have matched with two people. I've met up with two people from dating apps and we ended up dating for over six months, both of them. So when, when I am like serious and dating, then I'll meet up with them. But 99.9% of the time, my intent is Be an internet pen pal. Let's send each other words of affirmation. Tell each other how hot and queer we think we are. And then like maybe bond over some like the L word episodes.
1: I'm totally different than that. Because most Mm. of the time if I'm talking to somebody for more than two days or three days, I'll just throw out a first date ask. Mm. If I start liking somebody enough and I've talked to them on the internet for like three or four weeks, I've now built up a totally like fabricated idea of like who they are. And regardless of whether I really, really like the person that I actually meet, I think it will be different than the person that I thought I was talking to.
2: First I wanna ask Viv, do you um do you are you bisexual or are you mostly dating women?
1: I mostly date women. Like I see myself like as a dyke, mostly. Mm-hmm. Um I have had one long term partner who was a guy. I sometimes will wanna like hook up with a guy in the same way that you're like, I wonder if I still don't like this food. And <laughs> and then I and then I do and I'm like, yeah, it's fine.
0: So are you on gay dating apps like the ones Bobby might be on like scruff grinder? Or are you on Tinder Gender as woman? What's the what's the dating apps that you are most drawn to for dating or feeling validated by men?
1: Okay. I'm banned from Tinder, which we will get to, <laughs> but on like sort of the not like queer specific dating apps like if we're talking about like Mm. hinge or bumble or whatever i will toggle between just matching with women and then matching with men and women and i'll usually kind of be in a phase where i'm like yeah i'll like swipe on men for a couple weeks and then i'll typically have like a really shitty interaction with some dude and i'll be like you know what fuck this i'm not really that interested and i wasn't really that interested in the beginning grinder is an interesting space scruff i feel is is not really a place for trans women grinder is kind of a space where guys who are, they're straight men who are into trans women and which is straight. And I think a lot of people get sort of that confused. They're like, okay, if a guy wants to like be with a trans woman, that makes the guy like gay or like 50% gay. And it really, no,
0: no trans women are women.
1: The people on grinder are straight guys who want to date trans women, but are often in this place where they are, sort of sexually repressed and definitely like wouldn't tell like their family and friends about the trans women that they're like into or seeing. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And they've kind of got a little bit of a gross outlook on the way that they talk about trans women or they kind of fetishize their own attraction to trans women and they make it like all about like what's in your pants or something. And as I've said, like when you're sort of on hormones, like your breasts are like growing just like any other woman, but you're older. So there are men who make weird comments about, like, how, um, like, I'm trying to think of the word.
0: I think you told us juvenile was a word that somebody used. Juvenile.
1: Or, like, so that is typically the men that you run into on, like, Grindr and stuff. As far as, like, Bumble or Hinge, like, I don't typically put in my profile that I am trans. I will just kind of like swipe on people. And as soon as I kind of get talking to them enough where I'm like, I think you're a cool person or I'm interested in talking to you, I'll probably just say, Mm -hmm. just to let you know, Mm -hmm. I'm trans. And that message is a really great way to weed out the kind of person that I want to continue talking to. Because there's many kinds of responses because there's one response Mm -hmm. that's like, oh, I don't care. That's the right right response. Or people who are like, oh, that's, you know, awesome. I didn't know. And that's a kind of complicated response. It's not necessarily a compliment to tell a trans woman that she's like, mm. cis passing. Like, yes, I do appreciate right. that people think I look like a woman and treat me as a woman. But it, it's, it's drawing an equivalence between like transness is something that is undesirable. Right. Or like something that is like an ugly trait. It's a funny thing because when you're trans, you attract different sorts of people than you did previously. So it's just like a whole different world. And people want to like congratulate you for that. Mm. And that's weird.
0: Do you find that people start to treat you like trans Google when you do come out as trans, flooding you with questions about like what trans means or even more specific, what has your trans experience been
1: like? It's happened. That's why I don't mm. put trans in my profile right away. And I and I have no intention of keeping it from anyone, but it's like, you know, from a safety perspective and also from just like I have no problem being trans. Right. I think being trans is like part of what makes me who I am and also like part of what makes me hot and like what makes my sexuality the way that it is. But it also weeds out the chart of chaser types. And also there are chasers who are men and then there are chasers who are women Mm. as well, which people often will just say, oh, that's a men thing. But it's not. It's just a cis Mm. thing. People will sometimes go, okay, like I didn't know that you were trans okay um when did you come out that's sort of like a perfectly fine question i feel like that's the same sort of like you're gay and everybody loves to talk about how they found out they were gay it's just like a fun conversation to have with any sort of gay person you know some people kind of stop there oh when did you come out perfectly Mm -hmm. fine you know and then there will people be like you know have you had surgeries or like have you done this or like do you have a dick colonel you better take a look at this radar
2: what is it son i don't know sir But it looks like a giant dick.
1: dick. Usually that's the point where I'm totally uninterested. And there will also be people who are like, oh, cool. Like, I don't mind that you're trans. I probably won't touch your dick, though. I've definitely gotten that. I've been like, okay, I'm very uninterested in sleeping with you then. I don't say what I what I have, <laughs> but they'll say that just assuming that I do. And if you do, I'm not right. going to touch it. And it's like, okay, cool. That's going to make sex really fun and comfortable for both of us. I'm sure that we're going to have a great time. And it's also a double-edged sword about like whether or not I want to identify myself as trans. That could attract other trans people, which is cool. I love dating mm. other trans right. people for obvious reasons. Some people define their sexuality. I'm sure you've probably heard this, like T for T, yeah. There was a time where I was totally T for T. And now I'm not. And there's sometimes people that I will swipe on where I'm like, damn, like, you're very clearly kind of like a T for T type. And you say that in your bio, and I don't have that in my bio. And I would love to talk to somebody like you. But, you know, maybe I'm not the right match, because I'm not because I'm not identifying myself. All right. And maybe if that's so right. important to them, and it's not important to me. Right. I mean, there's also a mm. part of me that really enjoys passing on an app. If I'm being totally honest, like it does indulge a certain confidence booster to be like, not everybody is clocking me anymore. And I worked so hard to get to this space. Not that, not that passing is inherently good or bad, but for me, it makes me feel better and safer in the world. Passing is a very, passing is a fucking extremely complicated and fraught topic that people feel all sorts of ways about.
2: I was wondering if there's, um. Generally speaking, if there's like a certain archetype that is usually a little less open-minded towards the trans community than, say, others, like are queer men more or less than straight men? Like, how does that, how does that factor in?
1: I think that's a really complicated question because it's sort of like bi dudes can be really fucking weird about it too, because mm-hmm. they'll be like, you know, oh, you're a trans woman, doesn't matter to me, I'm bisexual, wink, 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 oh, wink, and it's like, yeah, you, 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 no, thank you, sir. <laughs> If you're honest about your attraction to them, just tell them that it doesn't fucking matter and tell them that their body is is, is hot in the context yeah. of telling anybody you, you sleep with that their body is hot and enjoyable right. and that you find it attractive. You know, you don't have to make it all about the thing that makes it like it's not like you think my freckles are right. cute yeah. or something it, that it's not the same thing. I think mm-hmm. some people think it's the same thing. There's also the kind of person and I would argue this is perhaps the worst kind of person who is really like they're weirdly enthusiastic about you being trans and they congratulate you about it and like say that you're like brave or something and that is just like so cringy because how would i ever in any situation want to date somebody who thinks i'm inspiring yeah
2: but a lot of the time i do like there you know like with situations like that it's not like malicious they're trying to be like and it comes off as not authentic.
1: It's so clumsy and yes, it's, that's the and word. I, I I give people at least the benefit of the doubt. I'll be a little bit patient and just be like, that's not really how
2: Yeah. On our conversations with you, you're very um accommodating for people, I find, and you're much more likely like you don't have a hard stop where you're like, Nope, we're not talking anymore. You're more willing to right. educate.
1: Now it's not as much a problem for me, but before it was like, you know, I would go all day and be like looked at in the street and feel really uncomfortable about the facial hair that I still had or feel really self-conscious that like people didn't know Mm -hmm. how to react to me and they were like not necessarily hateful but like uncomfortable or like or visibly interested in me as like an object and something to look at and that and then to come home and then like all day and then just go on a dating app in my own house where I'm finally safe and have somebody like make some sort of like comment that's the equivalent of street gawking you're just like like you want to scream
2: how often do you would you say you get confronted about being trans like is it people are pretty good about it or are they usually
0: wait are you asking if somebody asks viv if she's trans before she gets a chance to yeah share that oh has that happened
1: happened? yeah it's definitely an off-putting question if somebody asks me outright are you trans unless they are trans then I do not find that an off-putting question because they're just like, Mm. are we the same? And I don't think that's, Mm. that's not offensive. That's cool. Sometimes when somebody, if there's a trans woman in her bio or a trans dude, they're like, yes, I'm trans. I will sometimes in the first couple messages, by the way, also, if you didn't know, I'm also trans. And they're like, that's really cool. And that's essentially how the conversation Mm. goes.
0: I I do have a question about dating apps that I want to ask. Uh, so for me, especially in the pandemic, part of what I've been missing is the attraction I feel when another queer person on a street recognizes me, reads me as queer, and then kind of like nods at me in an affirmation of my queerness or my sexuality or my attractiveness to them. And I have found that dating apps function kind of as an, a URL replacement for that, and that I find that hot queer people swiping on me affirms my sexuality Do you find that there are ways in which dating apps, like, affirm your gender?
1: Definitely. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. I mean, like, there's something about y'all. I mean, obviously, our podcast audience does not know how I typically dress. But, like, I don't really, like, typically dress, like, the most femme. Like, I I dress in, like, kind of a dykey way. Like, if I had a signature Mm. piece of clothing, it would be, like, the biker jacket that I've had for, like, two years. Mm. I wear it all year mostly, even in summer when I shouldn't be. And it's just, like, my go-to <laughs> thing. And it's, like, very much, like, this thing that makes me feel, like, tough. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. also it has this, like, dyke energy that probably projects <laughs> that I'm a top, which I am not. But I, I, I love being viewed in that way. That just, like, there's this, like, hot dyke right. woman who they may or may not know, like, that I'm trans necessarily. Because from I got FFS, I feel like they gave me gay face, which is kind of cool. And it works out in my yeah. favor. <laughs> you know, this is perfect. This is exactly what I wanted. But I love that feeling of like somebody looking at me on the street and um, glancing at me or just like staring at me for just a little bit too long or like noticing clearly like my hair or like my jacket. That shit rules. And what is a swipe if not a stolen glance? Oh,
0: put that on a quote. We will. If you talk about FFS the same way that I talk about or think about my muscles, like for the fall fo- for the people listening who don't know, like I have a quite built upper body. and I find that that typically draws women who are gay, who are attracted to like a really muscular, kind of bulkier mm. build.
1: Are th- Is there a specific kind of person who is attracted to women with a bu- like with that sort of muscular build? Okay,
0: so it's different in person versus online. In person, I get way more looks from older dykes. So typically, people, yep, <laughs> slide into my DMs if you're an older dyke listening to this. 35 or older, please. Um, but no, <laughs> but like people 40 plus who definitely like have queer vibes tend to look at me more in person. Online is when I find that my body becomes a tricky conversation starter I do not want somebody to use my body to put themselves down. So if I post a photo of maybe me in a sports bra or me in a muscle tank on my Tinder profile, I really don't like it when somebody says you're so much stronger than me as their first message or like, wow, you're so much stronger than me. I think there are fun ways that you can say that, like would love to challenge you to an arm wrestling contest, even though you'd probably cream me like that has a little bit more flirtation. But when I feel like somebody is using my body to put themselves down, it enters complicated territory because I don't want to be in a relationship with somebody who is comparing our bodies ever, because I think that gets really complicated. And
2: I know that that's kind of the cornerstone for gay dating is that it's like, Uh, Looking for other fit people Looking for you know muscular And then like the way They try to like put you down In like a way that's like not obvious But it's totally obvious is just like oh are you active Things like that like all these like kind of Not getting to the point but they'll just like It's all about bodies and Appearance on gay dating apps For the most part like Unless you're willing to talk to somebody Because you like their profile which is rarely The case you know like it's mostly based off appearances and very shallow.
1: It can be totally shallow. If there's nobody on the bus with
2: you. Best dating app personally for you, go. Both of you.
1: I liked Tinder, which I'm banned from. Oh no. <laughs>
2: yes, talk about Abby. that.
1: Well, I want to hear it. Let's, let's get back to that. But Gabby, tell me, tell me okay, yours. Okay, so the way that
0: I use dating apps, I like Tinder because mm. of the quantity of people right. who are seeing my profile. It doesn't require that I actually engage with anyone. <laughs> I can just go on, get my affirm-, affirm-, affirm affirmative fix, and then never speak to anyone again. And that is how I'm using dating apps right now.
1: Absolutely. And here's why I think... You know, this is not an ad for Tinder, and if it was, maybe you could just give you my profile back because I really liked <laughs> it. But, but what I like about Tinder is it's extremely uncomplicated. There aren't like questions for you to ask. There aren't like time limits for how long they're going to be matched. There's no. Every app is building on the foundation of oh. Tinder, and it's like it's basically Tinder is vanilla ice cream, and vanilla ice cream is good. Yeah, and. Uh, bumble is with chocolate syrup and hinge is with sprinkles and there's also this element of like there's this attraction on hinge and bumble i have found to the kinds of people that i don't necessarily want to date and they're like sort of like tender
0: i don't like that right their bio is like tender queer leo rising babe
1: yeah that makes me want to literally (laughs) detransition like (laughs) So bad. I mean, like I am looking Mm. for the stolen glance I'm looking for in the web like space. I'm looking for somebody to like (laughs) me with their eyes and like want to go after me. And Tinder has that. It's like you have a sentence about yourself, you know, and then if you actually hit it off because somebody finds you attractive, that's a way better basis of a relationship than somebody asking me, like, do I like falafel? I don't care. Like, that's not why I'm (laughs) here. You know, why am I banned from Tinder? Um, it's a complicated thing. I worked for a radio station and I was looking for a dating story. So I put in my profile that I was a reporter and if you wanted to go on a date with me, I'll bring a microphone and we'll talk about dating and COVID. I was like matching with men and women and all sorts of people just to like get a wide breadth of sources. And I know in a couple conversations there were men who were like kind of weirdly aggressive with me. And I think one of them probably reported me. I think one of them probably re- could have reported me for either that like I was soliciting mm. also the fact that I am trans makes me more susceptible to being banned by Tinder. And if you look it up, there is a lot of stuff on this and almost every trans woman I know is no longer on Tinder because somebody reported them for having a profile and being misleading Whoa. or not. Oh, they, misleading they are.
2: is the reason. That's oh fucked. yeah.
1: It's really wrong on so many levels. And Tinder does not have a formal appeals process. I think because right. most of the people who are being banned from Tinder are not trans women. They're people who probably should not be on Tinder because they're shitty people. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't know. Right. It it sucks cuz I really liked Tinder. And it sucks that so many trans women find themselves in the same place because dating the normal way of like going to a bar or whatever is post-covid, pre-covid, whatever, it's just harder when you're trans because there's so many people who like if you went up and hit on them like whether or not they clocked you would like potentially be really weird to you it's just i don't feel the conf the same kind of like confidence and not to
2: mention that trans people are like disproportionately more likely to be attacked yeah than other people in the community so it's like there is an added level of fear to those and legitimate fears that other people don't experience like i mean going to gay bars as a cis gay man you're going to get objectified and that's kind of the name of the game mm-hmm. but it's never in a well for in my experience at least never in a creepy way but to oh, again interesting go back in, going back to my dating app preference <laughs> uh i don't like tinder at all uh for gay men i find that there's actually very few people on there but if you are looking for something a little more serious you were probably more likely to find that on Tinder than you are on, say, Grindr or Scruff. But then again, you get a lot of people who are already in relationships looking for a, a third or things like that. So, I mean, that's very present in any gay app because we're all right at least a little open and whatnot. But I would say my favorites probably Grindr because you've got... It's the biggest pool of men and trans folks. And it's just like you've got everything... There, where Scruff is kind of like a little more niche.
0: Wait, what is the niche that Scruff attracts? You both talked about how Scruff is like kind of like it's off. Yeah, off it's the...
2: usually like hairy men.
0: Oh, is that why it's called like Scruff?
2: <laughs> that's originally what it was created for. Oh, like it was
0: stupid.
2: Yeah, uh. <laughs> it was created honestly <laughs> to be an alternative to Grinder for people who are more into like hairier, heavier set, like bear types.
1: Oh, really? Oh, that's very I did not deep. know yeah. that.
2: And now they're kind of like stepping back on that because they're like, well, we want as many people as possible. So let's just say we're open to everybody. And like, they're kind of making it more available to everyone.
1: Right. I'm curious. So how do you feel that men interact on dating apps? Is there a sweetness to them often? Does it often cut to the chase? I feel like, Gabby, maybe you can speak to this, but I feel like a lot of women on dating apps beat around the bush. No pun intended. But they really do. And it can take a very long time. It's like a funny kind of game. So
0: I was thinking about this when you were talking about your experience at the bar. I don't think I've ever had a dude hit on me in public and had my response be that I feel flattered or turned on by it as opposed to afraid. And I don't know if that is just a trauma response, but I cannot think of a single time when a dude has hit on me that it has felt good as opposed to absolutely terrifying. And on the apps, I think I bring that history to my interactions where I am very quick to feel afraid of of a guy on an app if he too quickly asks me to hang out or asks for my number or Most commonly, and Bobby, I'd be curious to hear your experience with this Mm -hmm. as a sex educator or sex writer, the conversation becomes, what do you do if I'm brave and don't flub and say wellness writer? I'll say I write about sex or I'm a sex writer. And very quickly, almost nine out of ten times, their response will be to transition the conversation to a sexting conversation. Mm. I I have never met a man in person from an app's. And I think fear is what keeps me from doing that.
1: Okay. What I'm curious about is like, as far as the two gay dating spaces and your experience, Bobby, do you feel that like men cut to the chase kind of yeah. quickly? And is there yes. like a sweetness? And what about women? Do you feel like women take their time?
2: So I would say that definitely the, it's a generally understood on the, Gay apps like Grinder and Scruff that, like, you're what you're after, what our motivation is, and it's a bit of a meat market. So it's just kind of like, mm. let's take a look at like the produce, like the whatever's on sale today, and we'll click on the profile, and literally it'll be high uh, into you know, like asking what the person's into, and then followed by a series of every square inch of their body in images. So, whether requested or not, I th- feel like that's kind of a so I would say that. The sweetness? No, it's usually not there. If you're not willing to like meet with them right then or that day, they're done with you and they're on to the next. What about
1: Tinder and Bumble and Hinge and like the sort of more like dating dating apps? It's
2: still the same, but you're more likely to find somebody who is willing to actually have a conversation with you. There are lots of times where you'll be on those apps and then they'll be like, oh, do you have WhatsApp? And then you become like pen pals and like really good friends out of it. Like a lot <laughs> yeah. of my friendships started that way.
1: What would you say in, in sort of like, what would you say is the worst and perhaps the best experiences that you've had on dating apps?
2: Oh, worst? Let me go there. Okay, this one. <laughs> <laughs> worst I can talk to. Um, so I went on a date. Uh, this was back when I still lived in Hamilton. So like my hometown. He came from Toronto to come see me. I was like, this is important. Like he made the trip and the date went so well and like i was like smiling ear to ear walking back to my truck and then my uh grinder app goes off and um it's him but my picture wasn't of my face because i wasn't fully out yet and he said what are you doing tonight and i said this is bobby who you just went on a date with <laughs> like uh and I ended up dating him for two months. <laughs>
1: oh, no. That's really funny, actually. I'm sorry. That's really bad. But yeah. it is really funny. Wait,
0: but also, if you were interested in a romantic relationship with this person, mm-hmm. and and he had made the decision not to have sex with you because he wanted to explore the emotional connection you might have a mate before eventually getting into bed. Yeah. I'm curious if it is, like, actually. I mean, obviously, it's insulting. <laughs> yeah. But. But also, like I don't know,
2: I get it. Like,
1: no, I get it in a twisted way.
2: Yeah, (laughs) and like I understand that, like he's in a new city, so like there is a whole new um, selection to choose from. Because usually, if you live in an area, you just scroll through the same profiles every damn day. Yeah. Um, I guess it's the fact that I was, I was still walking to my car (laughs) that, like, he couldn't wait. Like it was just like happening, and also it was kind of like. Yeah.
0: Oh, wait. Yeah. Right. When you're walking.
2: To your- yeah. So that was an awkward conversation. But um, I would say that's definitely my worst. Do you guys have me beat anything? <laughs> anything better than that?
0: So the bad experience wasn't in person. It was through conversation on the Tinder app. And it mm-hmm. wasn't violent. It was just something that I still think about to this day. And I have a lot of insecurity about being a single sex educator, a single sex writer and the type of person that is still willing or maybe interested in dating me as a result of my profession. Mm -hmm. So I do experience like an underlying insecurity around this. So I think that's part of why this response was so highlighted in my mind. But I told this girl what I did for work and her response is, before we continue talking, I just want to understand if for you it's just work or if it bleeds in to your everyday life and that is not a question about work-life balance right she is not asking me if I have work-life balance she is asking me okay so you have written about anal and fisting for the internet tell me in specifics what your experience with those maybe more extreme sex acts is so I can decide right now if we are compatible and you know I responded like you know, if you're asking me if I have work-life balance, it's something that I'm working on. If you're asking me if I have tried every sex act that I've written about, the answer is no, but I have found that my job makes me a much better partner because it has reminded me the importance of communication. And then she was like, well, just so you know, I've, I'm not interested in having threesomes. I'm not interested in anal. I'm not interested in BDSM. And it's like, it's just too early for that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I would say that's my worst mostly because it's stuck in my memory. So much longer than any other conversation. You're like, and
2: what was your name? I'm sorry, I didn't get. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's a lot.
1: Are you pretty discerning and judgmental on dating apps? Like, do you have things that the the second you say, you're like, no.
0: So, despite the fact that I say that I'm just on there for physical validation and not dating, I'm not somebody who smokes nor somebody who drinks. Mm -hmm. So, if somebody has is holding alcohol in more than one of their photos, I always swipe left. And when somebody in their bio says that they are looking for smoking buddies or writes 420 friendly as one of the like two things that they say about themselves i swipe left because i don't think that we're compatible if those are the if those two drinking and substance use habits are the things that they want to highlight about themselves
2: i think that a lot of people put that in their profiles because it's like i know this might be a deal breaker so i'm going to throw that in there i don't know necessarily sometimes if it's like i want this to highlight This is, like, a huge part of my personality. But sometimes it's, like, a am 420 friendly. If you're not, then, you know, and you're not interested, then do swipe left, (laughs) you know?
0: Should we all go around and say, like, our one, if we had to tell the masses what not to do in an app? I have one because I've been thinking about it, and that is no Snapchat filters that totally transform your face into a mouse or a cat or a panda bear as you're at... I mean, period, but especially not as your first photo. Let me see your face.
1: I am probably Disney adult phobic. And if there's a picture, (laughs) if there is more than one photograph of you at Disney World, (laughs) we will not be dating. i like disney world i went there a lot i think it's really fun i grew up in florida no
0: it's okay you don't have to justify your
1: phobia thank you okay i will not
2: um i think that you should emphasize what you like as opposed to what you don't like Uh, a lot of
1: that's a
0: great
2: yeah a lot of people are like know this know that know this it's like okay listen this isn't you know let's start on a positive note let's create a welcoming space to make you want to talk to me not be like well i hope i'm not one of these things
1: you know (laughs) like absolutely that just seems like you're trying to like custom order a person
2: exactly yeah and like who's to say a good quality won't overshadow one of these qualities you don't find as appealing
0: wait so viv can for people who are listening they can't just find you on the dating apps unless they're in chicago true can you tell us your social media handles and also let people know if your DMs are open for respectful and oh,
1: My DMs are definitely open. I am on Instagram, at pansiesgay. I make music under that name. I would appreciate if it were on, were on Instagram, Instagram, if you were truly interested in pursuing a life with me. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm very sweet. I'm, I'm, I'm good at cooking. I'll sing song for you. It'll be great. Oh my God. Let's
2: go to dating show.
1: <laughs> I would love a dating show. That'd be great. If there's nobody on, the
2: bus with you. on next week's episode, Gabby and I will be chatting with sexologist and psychotherapist Rachel Wright on ethical non-monogamy. We talk jealousy, why queer people tend to be more open to these less traditional relationship styles, and how to effectively navigate non-monogamy in your relationship. This episode is one of our favorites and you won't want to miss it.